0: This is Father Bonaventure Chapman. Welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like, subscribe to Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a special episode because instead of having two Dominicans, um, we have, as far as I know, only one Dominican on this episode. But we have a special guest here, Mary Rose Soma Somariba. Mary Rose, thank you for joining us.
1: So happy to be here. Thank you.
0: That's great. This is so This is a guest explaining episode, and um, Mary Rose is the editor-in-chief, I think, of Verily Magazine. Some of our listeners, um, especially those uh, of the XX uh, chromosome variety, will be maybe familiar with you, and maybe men as well, but uh, if you could just go ahead, Mary Rose, and introduce yourself to where people might uh, know you from. Uh, they've, you've done, if you look at your CV, working for First Things, working at writing a lot of journalism, receiving awards, the Robert Novak uh, Prize for Journalism. But um, who are you and uh, and where would people know you from or ought to know you from?
1: Thank you, Father Bonaventure. Um, I have uh, worked in some form of journalism or publishing for uh, a long time, I guess like 15 years. Um, and so some people might know me from Verily because we've been around for 10 years. Uh, we were founded in 2012 and... Mm-hmm. We were spent most of those years digital. I did not found Verily Magazine. It was founded by Karabach and Janet um, Easter, and um, and I was a culture editor for uh, many years, and then now I'm editor-in-chief, and um, before that I was at First Things in New York for three years, uh, a little bit while Father uh, Richard John Newhouse was there, which was a blessing, oh, and yeah. um, And then before that, I was at the New Atlantis, which was published by the Ethics and Public Policy Center back Mm -hmm. in the day. Um, And it's now, I believe, independent. Um, But anyway, so I've just been in journalism where it intersects with ethics and that really uh, like on the topics that matter. And I try I really do think that it's the meeting, um, the conversations of the day where the debates are happening or where we need to help improve the culture is where I keep being called in my work.
0: So, that's great. I remember I taught business ethics at Providence College and you're a graduate from uh alumna from Providence College. And uh, of course, business ethics, everyone goes, oh, business and ethics, ha ha. What do those have to do with each other? <laughs> but I think actually journalism is pretty similar uh, today, at least. I mean, it used to be you know, when George Orwell was around, I think um, it might have been, you know, more respect in a way, but now because of say some late unpleasantness as you have it, um, I wonder if journalism and ethics like has a similar like business ethics journalism and ethics. Whether people mm. you get a sense of people saying, "Oh, you know, how can you be ethical as a journalist?" Is that do you get a sense of of being a journalist today is a little bit different? You have to actually tell people. No, actually, I, I mean, I do care about truth, and I'm not about just like political machinations.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure, I definitely see all over journalism. I see you know things that. I mean, we all see um, agenda driven content, but it's really, really bad. I think in women's media, we see Mm. um, a lot of a lot of uh, content that isn't honest. It isn't straightforward. Um, We see, you know, uh, people saying, you know, try this fad diet or uh, you know, here's how to get your ex-boyfriend back in 10 days or something completely unhealthy and unhelpful for the average woman. Um, so we have only healthy relationship advice that is expert driven on what actually helps relationships or we have, uh, in our style section, we have unphotoshopped people, um, which is it's sort of crazy to have that be a thing, but, um, but it's unbelievable that elsewhere in much in, in media, but especially in women's media, there are women photoshopped in such a way that they can't even have been that way naturally. And so a lot of women that has, that has made a difference has um, caused a lot of even life-threatening problems over the years for different women with eating disorders. And now we all see the social media and um, a lot of online media with even more uh, imagery that's altered and not real is hurting the sense of self-esteem for young girls and women and causing a mental health crisis. And so that's, um, so I do really feel there's an ethical dimension, especially for mm-hmm. women's media but throughout media in general there sh- the journalism used to always be about the truth and every very frequently we do see articles that say oops correction this you know we completely didn't research this before we typed yes. this whatever publication it is i see that all the time like some intern was just rushing with their opinion in mind and wasn't researching the facts and that's that's something we we take very seriously at verily
0: yeah you know, what- as it might be no surprise, <clears throat> my footprint in the women's uh, journalism area and women's magazines is, is slight. Although some of the brothers, I'm an assistant student master here, and some of the brothers recently, uh, they must have had like free subscriptions. So they subscribed me to Vogue. So every month or something, <laughs> I get a giant Vogue uh, thing. Um, so yeah. I, it's all right. It's not the worst thing i ever read. No, just kidding. I threw it away immediately. <laughs> um, you can so, pass it.
1: Pass it over. If I was yeah. local, I'd take it.
0: But you might. So you've been, you're talking a lot about the women's issues and things, and you might think, well, I mean, we've been living with feminism for 70 years. Women are in much better shape now. Like, what's what's the need? It sounds like you're kind of down on this, of that women are being misrepresented. I mean, that was in the 50s, and the 40s, and the 30s. But you know, what's w- women have everything today, right? They're 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 fairly treated. They're fairly understood. There's no more. Kind of pressure on them oppression this kind of thing i mean this is post come on this is is post (laughs) betty for dan this is post all that kind of stuff and you say it's worse than ever no carry on
1: i do think that you know i don't know how you know it's just it's still there like there's still problems we still have problems and it seems that some of the proposed solutions we definitely know from the past decades only created more solutions uh with feminism so or more problems um they Mm -hmm. only created more problems um with the you know the attempted um, sexual liberation and all of that, and and now we see we have s- s- big problems <laughs> with relationships, with all of the the things that um, humanity warned about actually taking place, and so we we do have a cultural problem um, that is persistent, and it just is showing up in different ways in relationships that don't have commitment, um, where women have trouble articulating what they want in relationships, uh, they're all different expectations, and. Um, yeah, all these things and, and we see in Verily, we see them in these comments sections. Cause we have had a really great, fantastic, um a fantastic helper at Verily who has made our some of our relationship articles have really excellent SEO to match up with many of the common questions that women are looking for answers to, like why mm-hmm. has he ghosted me or this or that? Um and, the, and they Google these things, and they, and we have these expert written articles that are answering the question in healthy and honest ways. And then these ladies will will add some questions in the comment section. Well, should I do this? Or, you know, he's he says he's divorcing his wife, but he really loves me. Should I this or that? And uh, and it's really really sad to see some of these questions. And there's women they're they're looking for answers, but mm-hmm. they won't find the answers uh, good answers elsewhere. And so um in women's media so that's really hard and sad to see but we want to meet you know those ladies where they're at and and give some healthy content
0: well i'm a big fan of john paul ii uh saint john paul ii and his kind of masculine and feminine genius uh aspects and i think he'll be more important on the theology of the body in terms of the, the the sexual complementarity understanding truly what it means to be a man and a woman in the 21st century than he was in the 20th century i think as with all things they they explode and then they take some time to digest you know it's, it's like when you open a, cre- a present at christmas you it takes you a while to actually figure out what's going on to build it i think mm-hmm. that's true for jp2's uh, account of, of man and woman uh, he created them um so i'm yeah i'm inclined to think that we need to talk more specifically about men and women as men and women with their own particular issues and concerns. Uh, this is downstream of Edith Stein, who I'm a big fan of too. Um, so what with women's concerns, what, what are some of the things you see that are important? What are the cultural lacunae, uh, that in their women might be dealing with today that things that might not be talked about, but everyone mm. kind of knows what, Maybe yeah. What what Verily is doing, what what it's aiming for, and then we can go later and say, uh, got some advice for some men because we have a lot of men listeners too. But let's do yeah. the let's do the male advice later. Um, let's do the uh, what is what does what Verily see as some of the kind of key issues in the culture with women today that it, that you're all concerned with and that you're all offering help and assistance for.
1: That's a great question. So. I mean, there's so many things. Um, one of them that just sprang to mind when you were mentioning that aren't much discussed elsewhere. So, since I was culture editor for years at Barely, it was my favorite thing to find women's The, the hot, or of course, many of the hot button issues relating to women, you know, abortion, birth control, sometimes even more, uh, more <laughs> controversial somehow, um, and uh, pornography, which I did a journalism fellowship on, human trafficking, um, uh, sexual assault and all these things are very hot button with a lot of opinions people with a lot of strong opinions on and um we have touched on them over the years at verily through women's stories so a woman who has an unplanned pregnancy uh and and keeps the baby and it turns out okay or a woman who has you know had an abortion and doesn't feel like anybody's publishing her her take on it um or her take is not voiced anywhere um i really do think that uh there's like a couple things that I, uh, uh, the uh, topics that I think just haven't been explored yet that I'm really excited yep. to, to work on it Verily a little bit more and get some more research done on, and that includes like the abortion pill, because mm-hmm. um, I've heard many anecdotal stories of women having horrible experience with those, and I don't think that they are sharing those voice, sharing those stories because of there's shame involved or there's just they're you know f- afraid to tell people for whatever reason. Um, and so there's that, there's also the birth control is causing so many side effects and depression for so many women. I I used to just think it was, you know, well, if you're taking it for health reasons, it's it's not a sin, you know, according to the Catholic Church, but it can mm-hmm. help. I used to think that before mm-hmm. I worked, I forgot to mention Natural Womanhood for a couple of years as editor, it's a website that has to do with fertility health. And I learned yeah. so much more that uh, hormonal birth control is basically poisonous um, to it is fake hormones and it doesn't do any good really. It can re- remove some symptoms, but it doesn't solve any problems for women. And so, um the side effects that women experience are outrageous and there's and you know, medical associations are recommending it for girls as just like a part of healthcare uh starting at 13, 14. I've heard women in colleges graduating saying, "I've been on this for 10 years and I got off and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have feelings. I feel more myself again." Um mm-hmm. and I'm not uh you know anyway i feel more in touch with my body so there's a lot of those kind of stories um that i think nobody else in women's media is touching yeah. on i um that we think they're very very pivotal um areas there's also you know just simply the sexualization objectification in media mm-hmm. everywhere and and <laughs> pornography and and everybody acting like it's fine and yet we know yeah. you know in many women deep down don't feel like it's fine if their partners using porn they feel like it's a betrayal or like a infidelity and that's been explored here and there but um but generally mainstream you know uh messaging is that you women just deal with it get used to it and and yet, and then here and there we hear that there's trafficking in pornography. In uh, the Pornhub had to, oh, sorry about that. We'll close those videos and leave the others, you know. But there's yeah. no information on the packaging to know where this stuff is coming from, and a lot of abuse is taking place, and we know that. We just, um, we just keep on trying to turn a blind eye culturally, but Verily won't do that. So we do have yep. some strong um, issues where we do go deeper, and uh, and throughout, and it's not just all. D- gr- you know, gloom and doom, because those are really tough topics. We also mm-hmm. like to always pull out the hope. And um, for instance, in trafficking, I would really find some really strong women's voices about how they've overcome and how they've survived, how they've started groups to help others. Um, and and it's been really powerful to hear their stories.
0: Yeah, this is, and I like the, the story aspect. I think people get narratives um, and you can't just give people propositions as much as Dominicans would like to do that. Um, You need to actually give them human faces. Jesus came incarnate as a person, not as a proposition. Anyway, um, (laughs) the the interesting part is that the list you're going through, you know, the abortion, uh, birth control, some of these things, contraception, oftentimes I think people would consider that a kind of, oh, those are Catholic-only kind of topics. Like, well, that's what Catholics believe. But do you get a sense that actually – as you, you work for this natural womanhood thing, uh, Verily is not a Catholic. Um, I mean, it's not not a Catholic. It's a godless magazine. No, um, it's uh, a. <laughs> it's not. It's not specifically a Catholic magazine. Um, so, but but yet, the we generally associate at least I would always associate with kind of strong you know issues around contraception, birth control, abortion as being the Catholic Church's kind of the, kind of natural family planning, natural womanhood. That, but do you get a sense actually that? it's it's opening up a bit that it's not just like catholics and a few crazy evangelicals but actually other women all women of good of good faith and no no faith whatsoever are interested in saying hey maybe maybe not the the pill stuff maybe not these other things maybe not what the culture is telling me you know
1: right yeah there's a lot of different angles to come at the truth and there's the faith and there's you know religion um for all sorts of religions um Woman of faith, grown up in all sorts of faiths, traditions, they'll find a lot of comfort in verily because a lot of our readers are faith based. They say that they sure. find our, you know, it helpful to not be, sh- to, you know, sh- um, given content that sh- helps them makes them stray from their their values or whatnot. But um, but yeah, we are aiming to reach everyone, no matter where they are, and um, and these are issues that are perennially in in on women's minds and hearts, um, and they're out there and they're grappling with them, and they're. Um, and and I really do feel it's charitable for us to to go into those dark you know spots where women might not feel anyone understands them, and sh- to uh, welcome them to open up or you know publish a woman's story, and then they might feel understood uh, because they've read you know someone else has been there. And a lot of mm-hmm. the most horrible scourges on against women, I I think are are often filled with shame, and so women might keep in the dark and think no one understands. And we just want to remind women, no, no, you know, you, you are more than what happens to you. And you can, you know, you can rise above. We Our big, our big tagline is less of who you should be more of who you are, which is sort of, um, and a part of me, that's like the should aspect. We don't mean you shouldn't have moral improvements. And we mean who, sure. you know, we're trying to help you feel more who you are. Um, and we're not telling you, you know, change this or change that about yourself in terms of lose weight or, you know, yeah. get a high paying job and break the glass ceiling or or quit your job and stay home with the kid. We're not telling you anything about what exactly you should do. We're telling all different women's stories that will help you feel like you're with the girlfriend, God willing, and feel like you're um, yeah. you're you're welcome to um, to reflect and think about your own life and how things might apply to yours and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I think um, <laughs> so. I kind of like. so I'm a philosophy professor, um, and uh, and surprisingly enough, the philosopher who I think is your motto, who gives you your motto, actually is Friedrich Nietzsche, who you not have generally thought um, was a big fan <laughs> no. of women. Um, no. But he's one of his key phrases, of course, mottos is "Become who you are," you know. Become. Oh my who you gosh,
1: are. I hadn't thought of that. I was thinking of the Gertrude of the Edith Stein. Um, we the so woman. The world doesn't need what women have; it needs what women are. Uh, yeah, used that's that great too. Time. yeah yeah yeah, both yeah exactly both but
0: yeah yeah Nietzsche but Nietzsche and Stein are both excellent um that's so
1: fantastic they're a little bit different
0: um but there we go so (laughs) I like I just yeah I actually I would love to have yeah that's fantastic I have this picture of like Verily magazine with like a a, you know kind of a a very interesting logo of Friedrich Nietzsche with the giant mustache says like become who you are Verily magazine I just think people yeah I would love that most of your viewers probably wouldn't but it's you know welcome post-modernity you get to mix all this stuff with them you know fragmentation and some similar and all that okay um let's talk about a little bit about uh maybe the culture's messaging i think so much of our lives we think as you know as catholics or as as just intelligent people that uh we're in control of um of what we take in and how we uh, how we we exist in the world so you could do kind of a heideggerian you know being in the world kind of how we dwell and what what gives us our meanings and such and we think well you know obviously most people just are passive to the world and uh so you know they do whatever but we uh-huh, you know we're listening to god's playing or reading fairly magazine like we are totally in control of the meanings that constitute our lives and such and that's just false, that's gotta be false. Um, because if you're being pounded day in and day out by subtle messaging and things, you are going to naturally be imbibing these cognitive dissonances. Um, and we just let them soak in. I know, I, this is true for my example of like, um, how I relate to technology and such. Well, I'm a Dominican mm-hmm. friar and I couldn't possibly relate to technology in a bad way. But I, I have been known to look on Instagram at things. And even the way I kind of comport myself, you could have this. So I'm not immune to this, let alone anyone who's actually in the world, I would say. So what what I'm interested in is um, what messaging, it could be subtle, but yet sometimes the subtle things are actually the most dangerous. What messaging does does our culture, American culture in general, I suppose, um, give about women that actually is something you all fight against and verily and something that you say, remember, ladies, this is not true. This is false. And everyone, but either people aren't willing to say that out loud, or they're not even aware that, that, that that's the case. What kind of what kind of subtle messaging do you find from this culture that's kind of giving us our our way of dwelling in the world that we ought not to have, mm-hmm. have as women?
1: Mm-hmm. I oh, there's so many that's a great question. And I do agree with you. Technology really really pushes it along much faster. We're just consuming mm-hmm. and consuming all this all this content all the time. Um I think a couple messages come to mind. One is that women are objects, just objectifying content, um, that women are Mm -hmm. objects, like some of the, you know, just that and they're meant to be looked at and care about looks like primarily, not yeah. their minds, not their heart, not their soul, but their outer appearance. We see that, um, you know, throughout the world. Not only in the fact that people are editing photos, but people are changing mm-hmm. their faces. You know, people are getting modifications, uh, physical changes to their bodies, to try to ha- reach some kind of ideal that is a never-ending quest that will never be reached, and just satis- dissatisfaction with who they are. We also see. Uh, I just feel like. In a di- so there's a there's a little bumper sticker kind of line i created for barely that says women are not objects to edit um because mm-hmm. we just want to mm-hmm. remind people about our origins is the first woman's magazine that does not photoshop woman which really gets a lot yeah. of women excited they can hardly believe it they're like oh it's been too long um yeah. but then we want to remind them of that but also we we're just reminding ourselves we are uh, we are not objects just remember that like we are not and we don't want our daughters to think that they're objects mm-hmm. uh and yeah. so And there's also um, a line that one of my colleagues wrote recently um, when she was just talking about our mission and she was saying, we, women often feel they have to hustle for their worth. You you know, we don't, so the false um, belief I would say is we have to hustle for our worth as women. Uh, We have to, you know, do this and this for our looks, or we have to reach this uh, kind Mm -hmm. of status as in, um, you know, uh, in our work, or we need to, be married by an xyz you know like age or we need to have this many children we need to homeschool or we need to go you know send them to the ivy leagues or all the things like the woman have to we have to do all things perfectly and um and what a lot of women don't real feel their worth they don't feel that they're worthy mm-hmm. that god made them they don't feel like a daughter of god and so we are we are trying to just we, we we know that each woman has a is a uh you know a beautiful um uh god made you know beautiful woman um who comes with her own unique gifts and her own unique calling. And so we just want to help women feel themselves. We just want to help them treat them like a girlfriend who we care about. We may or may not like have disagreements at times, but we, we speak with charity and we share our experiences with each other. And we just want to be there for each other not let the other one feel alone. And so, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I do really think objectification though is one of the big things. And granted I did that pornography fellowship. So I have a, uh, I have read too much on that, but I do feel that that's one of the biggest problems facing women today because we aren't really seeing, we aren't really seeing ourselves as full people and it's throughout media.
0: Yep. No, I think that's uh, the objectification. It's an old, old saw, but it's, it, it's an old saw. Cause it's true. Um, there is this, I mean, it, uh, when you see commercials, for instance, uh, it is just striking that almost everything that's being sold has like a beautiful woman attached, regardless of the thing. So like, l- you know and it's all the kind of stuff we learn in marketing and we t- if you take like psychology 101 or something but knowing it doesn't change it from me not being on there but like oh if you know there's a beautiful woman by that car I, if i have that car psychologically i'll do i mean we all know this but it's all over the place it's just everywhere like or in airports i don't you know i'm not i don't watch much i don't see many commercials on tv unless, unless the buffalo bills are playing um but like flying you see a lot of there's just all these ads and it's always like beautiful smiling women who i'm sure are totally photoshopped unrealistic i mean there's just no way you get hair like it's those those i remember those Pantine, those hair commercials mm-hmm. for shampoo mm-hmm. and the hair just looks spectacular thinking not not real must have destroyed it that's just it's hair doesn't work human hair doesn't flow like that mm-hmm. um but so there is this kind of this physical image stuff i also think you make a good point that um a woman has to show up in a sense, as two people in the world, uh, when women enter the workforce and are more you know, more present in, in the world, um, it's not like we said, oh, I guess women are here. Cool, uh, that's fine. Um, we'll treat them like us. No, it's more like, oh yeah, you can be like us, but also you can't be like us. Like you have, to, you have to show up and you have to look pretty and smile and be woman and be really nice. And like, I can be angry sometimes I'm, I'm nice, other times I can be angry and that's acceptable to work because, you know, everyone has a bad day, but women aren't really allowed. If you have a bad day as a woman, you're just a nasty woman who should be fired. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't like her, but if you have a bad day as a guy, you're just, you're just a guy, right? Is this, yeah. am I, mis- yeah. am I mistaking this? No. Is this something that women, no, that women feel? No, it's,
1: it's true. No, I really do think. And we, and um, as relational, yeah, there's all these sort of trends that are, um, that are common. Like there's, um, there's like, you know, men and women have some, we're different by nature. There's women often are described as more relational um, by psychologists and whatnot. And so we do care to fit in. And so we, we will try to, like, not be the one who's, you know, bossing people around or whatever, because we know that people perceive us that way. But it's quite exhausting. It's quite exhausting to be trying to, you know, okay, well, I can't get mad. But even though he does, he gets away with it, my boss, or I can't, if I get up there in power, I can't, you know, Look this way or that way, and it's just so many, so many pressures on women. Um, there's another one my my husband came up with. He said we should barely should do no Photoshop, no pressure, <laughs> because there's a lot of pressures on yeah. women. Just so many, uh you know, just in every every little instance that that are infinite that we can't even count. That we we are so used to we don't even notice them. Yes, but yeah, it, it just came up over Thanksgiving dinner. Someone was telling us that you know there's a woman who's very ambitious and and she works in Silicon Valley and she was saying, um, her, her, the girls around her, some of them are so ambitious, but people don't like them. And they think that they're, that, you know, that they're just, it's, un- I don't know, amb- Ambition is
0: yeah. Ambition is, yeah. is unwomanly. It's, it's, yeah. Uh... They said they,
1: they think she's a psychopath or something, but she says if a man was doing it, nobody would say that they'd say he's a genius. And so, um, it's, it's really sad to see those things, but, uh, but we do,
0: yeah.
1: you know, we, we have to, um, just build each other up and remind ourselves that, not to worry about everything we can't change
0: yeah, and that's that's the good that is the double that's the difficult part, but women are more relational you more i mean well because i was, I try to tell students this and and people that men are we're we're lesser by far uh one because like we're designed to move rocks, basically, I think, and some sort of whereas women are designed to like create people, like you just you know your job is to have people uh, our job is to like move stuff you know it's like like that's when my hand i don't know i don't yeah so and two um uh the perfect woman right just had to be kept from original sin mary like restart and good to go with grace of course right the perfect man is also god right there's not like a new the new adam is <laughs> the divine the savior so it's like god said you know what I'm gonna restart the woman thing with with Mary. And give her some grace. And give her a little head start, but she's good to go. Man, I'm just gonna strap onto you, like I'm coming. That's not how incarnation works, but like I'm coming down. We're doing hypostatic union, okay? Because I'm not. I don't need to. I don't need to hypostatic unite with women. They're you know,
1: uh, <laughs>
0: but I do need to hypostatic unite with a man because you guys cannot get it together. So I think women are just more complicated and more interesting uh, to him, and uh, and they're because they have to do a lot more. You could say so. There there are more expectations on you than and some of that's just part of being a woman i suppose but we do we but we do put too many expectations on women especially in this culture to try to it's a bit it's unfair i would say to expect if we're gonna let if you're gonna let women be around uh and be equal partners and things then you have to treat i don't know treat them like equal partners but this turns into now um what i'll call the advice mary rose says uh, section so, um, there are a number of oh, they probably left by now. No, they're still they're still watching because they're excited to hear what you have to say about this. But there are men, they're listening to this show Thomistic men, um, and uh, they want to know what can I do to help out uh, women. So, what do you have any advice for men uh, today uh, from a woman's perspective to say? Hey, you know, maybe maybe this or maybe that like, here's how you could, you know, this kind of thing. Any thoughts on advice column for, for men? I'm just going to set this up for 30 minutes and let you rock.
1: Okay. I mean, I would, uh, I would get John Gottman's book. The, I think it's man's Mm -hmm. guide to woman. I would get that. Uh, That's a really great book. It just helps to, so woman uh, might feel, you know, we, we are very vulnerable and beautiful creatures Um, and men may struggle with with experiencing things that, you know, they don't experience things the same way we do. For instance, I remember when it started, it said women fear for their safety, like X times a day, men fear for their safety, like maybe, and it was way, way, it was like, not times a day, it was maybe times a lifetime or, you know, like my husband couldn't remember the last time he feared for his safety. (laughs) I mean, those are just quite different, uh, different life experiences. And so I just think it really helps to sort of help uh, men to understand women, women, and John Gottman's such a great, uh, therapist. Many people already know him as the marriage therapist that helps men and women in their communication. Um, yeah, so I would, that's a big one that just helps, um, to understand better. I would also say, you know, just don't watch bad stuff that objectifies women. Don't, um, don't watch pornography. And if you're in a relationship, um, don't, yeah, don't do it. And don't, make excuses for it. If you got a bad habit, if you've got an addiction, get some help because it's out there. Our articles can um, pass people on to good resources. Yeah, um, no, I
0: just want to stop for a second on that one. Um, we, can, we can do some other ones, but um, uh, that, that pornography use. Uh, and it's so, I was thinking about this the other day um, uh, that we think, Oh, well, they didn't have it back in the day. There was much better people back in the 50s, you know, and it's true. The, the pants were higher and the ties were, were, were narrower, so they were better. Pe- but but they, <laughs> they, they they weren't involved in pornography as much. But part of that's because to get to do pornography back then, as far as I could tell, you had to go to like a shady store and ask for like a creepy magazine. And so sort of, it was really hard, whereas today you basically don't have to do anything. Like you have to do things not to be involved right, in pornography right, right. with with if you're using computers or anything in some fashion and so the temptations are just insane for people but and you can make excuses for that and say oh you know well it's just so hard but it's good for men to realize that actually you're not just hurting yourself in pornography by by giving yourself uh you know inappropriate attachments and you know you using the gifts that god's given you in your sexuality and your in your personhood but you're also damaging women by doing this because you're 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 building in not only to that system but also just into the framework the mon- mentality of this um so that it's it's it is a it is an issue of of its of assaulting of assaulting women uh, even though you're avoiding them in a sense Um, You're actually damaging all sorts of levels. So I think the pornography one is is really big. And of course, moralism, like just don't do it. You've got to have strategies, got to have help, got to have people. But to take it seriously, like it's not a little private matter. It's actually like Mm -hmm. a societal matter that will destroy all of our hopes to have good families and good people if we don't figure out how to deal with this. Am I wrong Mm -hmm. about that? Is that too extreme? No,
1: you're right. I think you're right and it is really hard and that's why there are a lot more resources um, now thank god yes. that are developing and yeah we've linked to some of them at the bottom of articles there's like 12 step groups there's um specialized psychological um you know kind of mm-hmm. therapists yeah. and psychologists um that help people with addictions both men and women there's also partners um if they women who or wives you know or mm-hmm. whatever you know who who find their partner has an addiction how to cope with that um not to bite his head off or whatever but like how yeah. to you know help him um know how you feel about that and yeah
0: yeah that's great okay well we're running out of time here and i don't want to take too much for mary rose but uh, it's been great to to chat about these things and enter the 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 world of, of women's media which i don't spend much time in um but uh where can people so uh, let's give the spiel here what can people go right. to find more about um your resources where where they can find you um verily magazine the kind of different ways modalities of the magazines kind of thing so here's your here's your chance to uh to push product go for it
1: sure yeah it's verilymag.com so that's v-e-r-i-l-y-m-a-g.com that's our website we have articles every day uh every weekday and we have a lot of great content you know relationship um we have health we have fashion we have lifestyle we have um career We have culture and so all sorts of great content for women. We also have a print magazine that is just new this year. So we started in print, but went back to digital back in like 2013. We just last, just this year published our um, first time ever. We have a 10th anniversary issue in print and we have our quarterly magazine, spring, summer and fall are out and winter's coming out soon. We really are Uh. trying to build up our subscriber base. Um, So we really encourage people to go subscribe at verilymag.shop. Or you can find it on our website or Instagram, Verily Mag. It's Verily Mag everywhere. And Verily means truly. So we're just trying to mm-hmm. you know, be help yeah. women be their true selves and and depict women truly without any any um, alterations. And just and yeah, so I we really would love your support. And and also we're a nonprofit, I should mention. We just this year turned into a nonprofit, which we, oh, great. we've always been mission-driven and it just is the right fit. It actually um, and it's a 501c3 IRS mm-hmm. approved, any donations. Are um, tax deductible. And we have, uh, a way you can also donate online as well. If you just want to get this in the hands of more women, but don't have someone, you know, don't need it yourself or, you know, you're, you're a Thomist and you don't have any, you know, you just want to pass this out. Um, you can donate on our site and we can get those magazines out to people.
0: That's great. Mary Rose, we'll put that, we'll put some of those links down in the, uh, the show notes and, uh, it's a good time for the holidays to, uh, to give give the gift of Verily magazine, and that's that's spectacular. Mm-hmm. So God bless you for the work you're doing there to build up a culture not only of of life, as JP2 said, but more specifically a culture of men and women. Uh, and your mm-hmm. the, the work you're doing there. So thank you for joining us and uh, and chatting for a little bit on God's
1: planning. Thank you.
0: Now I turn to you all. Thanks again to all of our supporters um, who can also support Verily. If you'd like to uh, give to our work, check us out at Patreon.com. Forward slash God's planning. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Is that not Twitter anymore? It's X, I think. And Instagram. Like, subscribe, leave a five star review, send us gifts. Visit God'sPointing.org to shop our merchandise and get dates and information for upcoming God's planning events, like retreats or daily day events. This kind of stuff. Uh, we don't do we don't do daily like Verily does, but we do we do things. Um, so know of our prayers for you, and please pray for us. And we'll catch you next time on God's Pointing.